It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Let me help. Hang on. Pause the music here. <clears throat> Jim, I'm going to help you out. Jim and Casper is already sending me notes here. While it is technically a Wednesday, you're right. Today is actually a Friday, and then you get four Saturdays in a row. Got it? Okay. So, hope you're uh, all ready to gear up, get ready to go with the last program that we have here before we take a few days off here at the radio station and i got some news for you most of it though is just absolute crap we will love it warning this show contains reference to guns liberty limited government low taxation the cult of climate change free thinking cigar smoking short people rubber chickens karen's bureaucracy liberal buzzwords tour runs traffic toilets terrible jokes and more no apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Now, I do have a lot of stuff that is non-traditional for a program like this, but i got to start with one that I think you guys will really enjoy. So Governor Mark Gordon has changed his mind about a debate. According to Cowboy State Daily, This is when Gordon had gone to Harvard University and talked about Wyoming's commitment to being not carbon neutral, but carbon negative. And that got a bit of a backlash from his own political party and a lot of people in Wyoming who completely disagree with him. And what do you mean where Wyoming is committed to? No, we don't agree with this. So, no, that doesn't represent us. And so he was challenged by several people. Not only was he uh, sent a letter of no confidence from his own party. Sorry, that view doesn't represent your own political party there, Governor Gordon. But then by several people, he was challenged to a debate on this as to whether even CO2 was a pollutant or not. All right. So story says those who wanted Governor Mark Gordon to engage in a good old fashioned wrangling of words about his carbon negative goals for Wyoming and the cause of climate change will be disappointed. After initially saying he was open and willing to debate on the topic, Gordon on Monday formally declined in a letter to the 30 state lawmakers who issued the challenge. A, sp- a spokesperson for Gordon confirmed to Cowboy State Daily this was the in- Tension of the letter in the letter, Gordon said, the debate over whether climate change is happening and what we are, what is the cause has raged for decades without a definite conclusion. Well, I would rather say that there is a definite conclusion. He just disagrees with it. But okay. So rather than join in unfruitfulness at the fray and recognize that, alas, one side of the argument currently holds most of the levers of regulation, I have sought to position our our industries competitively as practicable and more approximate in the ways to attain the state objective of reducing CO2. Well, I would say that – okay, anyway – 
uh, reducing CO2 in the atmosphere without also putting people out of a job. And my answer to that is, well, uh, Governor Gordon, Wyoming shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be trying to reduce. Sorry, that's not. And I have a story up here that will show you why that's not going to make a damn bit of difference as far as our industries are concerned. Well, Senator, State Senator Sherry Steinmetz, I think is how I put it, Republican Oblingle, had led the effort to organize a debate between the governor and scientists from the CO2 coalition, an advocacy group for that, well, that advocates that carbon dioxide doesn't lead to warming temperatures. Gordon had said that whether climate change is a crisis or not, because most of the rest of the world believes it is, Wyoming has to adapt to the marketplace. Well, again, adapting Wyoming to the marketplace isn't working. Again, I will show you why in just a minute. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference. So this senator told Cowboy State Daily that Wyoming residents from across the state and political spectrum contacted her for help in addressing Gordon's stance on climate change in a debate. Quote, this would have led us to base our policy on decision in fact, she said. Unfortunately, the governor has declined our invitation and refused to explain why he believes our state should be carbon negative. She also mentioned how Gordon has made decarbonizing the West one of his main policy initiatives as chair of the Western Governors Association, Gorder's letter acknowledges the energy stances of President Joe Biden's administration, which has advocated for significant rollbacks of organic fuel production, coal, gas, and oil, in favor of wind and solar. Quote, he seems content to acquiesce to the Biden administration and their climate doctrine. The governor said he is focused on promoting Wyoming's industries while working within the parameters of that market. So, quote, far from turning my back on traditional industries or employees who work in them, I have worked tirelessly to emphasize their relevance and ensure their continued future and so on. And all of this is in the Cowboy State uh, Daily article, which you can read, including the letter from the governor and more of it. So why doesn't what the governor wants to do make a bit of difference. Well, the story I have up today, the plan to phase out Wyoming coal despite carbon sequestration. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if we sequester carbon or make the state carbon neutral or whatever the case is. There are those who want to phase out the use of coal, natural gas, and oil. Doesn't matter what we do. Now, I've talked about this before, but Reuters from Reuters News, the Biden administration is set to back a plan that would end the coal industry in an upcoming United Nations climate summit. See, again, the goal is to end the coal industry. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we sequester it or CO2 or not. That's the goal. Also from Reuters, the U.S. will reportedly support a French plan to get countries of the world to ban private financing of coal-powered plants during the upcoming U.N. conference, known as COP28. The proposal from the Organizations of Economic Cooperation and Development are set uh, setting cold standards for private financing. This would allow regulations, rating agencies, and non-governmental organizations to track coal financing 
according to Reuters. That prompted Senator Brasso to say at a climate conference, Biden pledged allegiance to the flag of the United Nations, not the flag of the United States. The U.S. and European unions, Canada and so on, have been working to assemble a strategy for phasing coal out. So, again, it doesn't matter if we capture carbon or become carbon negative or not. It doesn't matter. They want to quit using coal and petroleum and natural gases. Keep it in the ground, they said. That, that's been the plan. So you can try to appease these people by saying, well, we're going to be carbon negative. We're going to use coal, but we're going to be carbon negative. They don't care. So the good news, let me give you the good news. I've talked about this before. The use of coal is up, not down. And this is part of the story that I have here at, uh, at the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning, which I've talked about before on here. Worldwide, the use of coal is up and continuing to climb. There's a good news for you. What we need to get through to Governor Gordon is, and I've talked to him on the air briefly about this. He is scheduled to come on the program to talk about other things. I'll see if I can bring it up again. Despite the best efforts of the governor to make Wyoming carbon neutral, the fact is the people opposed to coal, gas, and oil want to keep it in the ground no matter what. On that note, this was a coal protest in the U.K., where a gentleman who was sick and tired of being held up in traffic because the protesters were blocking traffic decided to get out of his car and have a word with him. What do you mean just stop oil? All your stuff is made out of oil, you idiot. Your clothes, these jackets, they're all made out of oil. What the hell are you doing here making a nuisance of yourself? It's a joke. What a joke. What are you doing here? Get out of the road. You're wasting everybody's time and petrol. All these guys, their engines are running all the time, wasting more bloody oil, you nutters. What is this made out of? What are your clothes made out of? How did your clothes get here? They got here by oil. What are you doing? This makes no sense at all. Just stop oil. You haven't thought about this. If you want to stop oil, you need to stay at home and go and live in the forest. And naked in the forest, by the way. Okay. So hello, Rianne, for danger. Bull hippie in Lagrange this morning. All right, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, two types of people. There are two types of families on Thanksgiving Day. The ones who start drinking at 8 a.m. And the ones who run to 5K. And if you ran that turkey trot, chances are 100% that you posted your pics on Instagram and made the rest of us feel like dogs. Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. That part, I'm just trying to figure out who I should invite to this thing. Came across on social media here. Uh, Rihanna, I might just invite you. I might just, because it asked me who I want to invite. So, uh, Saturday, December 9th at, uh, 2023, 7 p.m. across the country. Walmart self-checkout employee Christmas party. So that would be us. 
Yeah, you heard me right. Walmart self-checkout employee Christmas party. So I went ahead and said I would be there. Let's see. Who else can I go ahead and... Uh, okay, there's... there's it. Oh, oh, there's Rihanna Brand. I can go ahead and invite her. Any of you guys out there want to come with me on this one? Okay. So go ahead and add Rihanna to that. And uh, there's several other people I'm going to go ahead and, and put in here as well. If I can get to you as well. It's not letting me message any friends here. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and, and add a few people in here and, and send them a note on this one. In fact, uh, here, let me do this because I know uh, Rihanna from Fort Danger and I uh, send some messages when I'm on the air. So here, I'll just go ahead and put this in your personal message there. On social media. There you go. We, we can all show up together at the Walmart self-checkout employee Christmas party. I'm not sure how a party like this works. I guess we all go to the register and just kind of hang out by the register. I, I don't know. I did, do. I guess we have food there. We have plenty of food and uh, also all sorts of party favors and so on because it's all up throughout the store. We're in the Walmart. Yeah. Okay. Also, a Starbucks adds to its holiday line with the savory gravy frappuccino. So, for those of you who are thinking about getting your Starbucks coffee this morning, ask them about that. The story in front of me says, building upon the popularity of its signature pumpkin spice latte uh, this week, Starbucks is hoping to add to its holiday line of drinks with another classic, its brand of savory gravy frappuccino. I would bet that puts you asleep right away. I'm just tossing it out there because after I've had some gravy on something, I tend to want to sleep. Quote, the pumpkin spice latte told us that people want a little taste of Thanksgiving all year long. That's when it hit me. Everyone loves mashed potatoes and gravy. That's why I'm excited to introduce the savory gravy frappuccino. Uh, three pumps of decadent gravy blended in with espresso, uh, ice and topped with a healthy scoop of whipped tomatoes and a sprinkle of chives. And let me answer the question. No, everyone is wondering. Of course, we can make it with the Olito blend if you, if you love that so much. So <clears throat> following the announcement, influencers already partnering to promote the successor to beloved pumpkin spice. Quote, I'd like to thank Starbucks for letting me be one of the first to try savory gravy frappuccino. Now let's take on our, our first sip. And oh, wow, she says, so many chunks. See, I like potatoes, mashed potatoes when they're chunks in there. Yeah, that's personally my favorite to eat mashed potatoes. Some people make it with a little bit of skin on there and some chunks too. Then you pour the gravy on top. So there you go. So for a limited time only this week, Starbucks is also... It said its cake pops will be replaced with a stuffing pops coated with a rich shell of turkey dripping fat. Oh, there you go. Okay. So that should get you all up and ready to go. Ask for that when you go to Starbucks today. For those who do, do go to Starbucks. Just uh, ask for the savory gravy frappuccino. And if the girl looks at you through the window like she's really confused and has no idea what you're talking about, they always look that way. Even when they know what you're talking about, they always have that expression on their face. Okay. So go ahead and give it a try and let me know how it tastes. I'd, I'd love to hear from you on this new flavor. For the love of God, I want to quit talking about pumpkin spice every single year. All right. We're coming up on some local news. Right after local news, update on the weather forecast. Which is important, by the way, if you're traveling to see family on the road today, good. 
That's great. Perfect timing. Because tomorrow is getting really sketchy. Now, there's a story on the Wake Up Wyoming site about that sketchy weather. 6.45, Don Day is going to give you an extended forecast on that. 7.45, Don Day will join me live on the air to talk about Thursday and Friday's weather, which is just... And we're on ground zero, the worst of it, by the way. He'll explain it to you. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six thirty-six at the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So reacting to some of the people sending me notes here, uh, Jim was thinking that I should have some kind of a sound effect whenever I talk about Starbucks. Well, I do have this. I work for Starbucks. Okay, so I can always do that every time I bring up some kind of a Starbucks thing. And let me see. Uh, Robin and Casper, Glenn, we are a few months away from April Fool's. Shh. I tried to do that entire bit with a straight face. Okay. It's a little early for that yet. I'm hoping I caught some people who aren't quite awake yet and they're heading to Starbucks and they might actually try it. Don't tell anyone. All right. <clears throat> Other stories. Uh, Biden, uh, Biden. Did I say Biden? Biden pardoned the two turkeys. Not the ones I was thinking because there's a lot of turkeys in Washington, D.C. that need to be pardoned, including his own son. Actually, his son needs to be in jail. But okay. <clears throat> um, this story here, Biden only pardoned the parts of the turkey with dark meats. I didn't know you could... Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Okay, Moments before the turkey was brought out, Biden angrily asked his staff if this particular bird was ultra MAGA. The, the, the president then explained, like it says, the, uh, the fictional president, that's true, explained how we knew the Easter, the, the Easter Bunny voted for Trump, he said. I ran for president to unify the soul of the nation. And with that, he only pardoned the dark meats. And uh, for you people who like white meat, well, I'm sorry that that was killed. Okay, now, the next one is Hunter Biden disappointed. This is from Babylon B To learn that the white powder all over the trees, the Christmas trees in the... <laughs> White House is just fake snow. There's actually a picture, a real picture of of Hunter Biden in the White House looking at, you know, they put all these different Christmas trees up throughout the White House. They decorate the whole White House with Christmas trees all over the place. And there's fake snow everywhere. So there's Hunter Biden staring at the Christmas tree or Christmas trees. What Hunter Biden initially hoped would be the most wondrous day of his life resulted in profound disappointment as he discovered the white powder being spread all around the White House grounds was fake snow decorations. Oh, man, said Hunter. I thought Santa Claus granted me my Christmas wish and for me and the whole world. Secret Service agents guarding the, uh, the presidential residence had reported seeing Hunter dash from his limousine when it arrived into a pile of white powder doing snow angels. Quote, I've never seen this big of a smile on his face except that time when he was here to greet that group of Ukrainian escorts. So, okay. <laughs> 
Uh, Hunter that began uh, barking orders at the White House staff to bring him various supplies. He demanded a large mirror, razor blades, and a digital scale, a rolled-up dollar bill. Uh, he specified that it needed to be a $100 bill, and several cases of small Ziploc bags. Uh, he, he seemed like a kid in a candy store. Then he tasted the power. Well, after he tasted the powder, witnesses at the White House said Biden became visibly despondent with his shoulders slumping and a sad expression washing over his face he was so bummed out when he walked away i could almost hear charlie brown christmas playing in the background at publishing time hunter was overheard uh, pleading with his father to make sure he got the real stuff next year (laughs) this is why i love babylon b probably one of the best parody sites out there. I mean, I love, I really, honestly, I do love Onion News to this day. But they were probably one of the best out there today is Babylon Bee. Mommy, why is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? Oh, because Thanksgiving is when America comes together to show what the American spirit is all about. All across the nation, people kill animals. <laughs> And eat them, waving giant middle fingers at PETA. So I, I don't understand. I mean, what, what, it, what, what is see? Real Americans don't like to be told what to do by a bunch of tofu eating hippies. Yeah, but, but, but. So we take a goose or a pig or a big bird like this turkey, yeah, wait, and we stop it, full of stuffing like this. What, what? Then we shove it in a hot oven like so. But mom, I mean, shouldn't you have killed the bird dead before you did all that? Oh, honey. Your father and I like our meat fresh. This special Thanksgiving holiday message was designed specifically to hack off the condescending, long-haired, tofu-eating hippies that try to make us meat-eaters feel guilty this time of year. We hope that you enjoy the organic cardboard that you're eating this holiday. In the meantime, we're cooking our fresh kill on coal. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. 6.48 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to Laramie to talk to David Settle. So it's officially, just so you know, David, today is a Friday. Works for me. Yeah, okay. And then you get four Saturdays in a row. Uh, Or three Saturdays in a Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It works. All right. Now, on that note, since it's uh, Friday, the actual Friday is what they call Black Friday, which, for those who don't know, that's traditionally when retailers go from being in the red financially to in the black. This makes this day one day makes their year. So, oh, yeah. I set up a tactical plan on the Wake Up Wyoming site on how to get in and out alive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. First off, plan your run. Know the store layout. You can find it online somewhere. That way yeah. you can rush right to what you need. Get it? Yeah. You, you don't okay. want to go scanning the store trying to find something. You already know where it is. Right. All right. Now, we're uh, baggy enough clothes that you can hide body armor underneath. That would Ooh. include uh, elbow and knee pads. But also, you know, uh, uh, 
cross country motorcyclists, you know, those, uh, it's like a vest that they wear. You know, yeah, the, almost well, like a flak jacket. Yeah, like the, plastic yeah. and padding and so on. Wear that yeah. underneath. Okay. Okay. Nobody says you can't use teamwork. <clears throat> so get together with friends and family, form a plan. And every it's like football, which you would appreciate, David. Uh, everybody blocks for the one person that's going for their item. Yeah, and then they, conquer. Yeah, that's right. And then they switch up and help the next person out. That way you can go right. ahead and clear the crowd and get get what you need working as a team. Because you know nobody else is. Okay. <laughs> really important, never look. So when you plow that person down, don't look back because you'll feel guilty and you'll stop and you want to help them. Right, you're full steam ahead. Yeah, that's right. Your eyes on the prize. So you knock grandma with the walker over, man, just don't even think about it. Go. <laughs> Next yeah. is uh, grab and go. Just because it's in somebody else's cart doesn't mean you can't grab it on the way by their cart. Now, that is not shoplifting because you're going to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't shoplift anything. You're just, you're just seizing the opportunity. Right. And then embrace laying on the guilt. You can turn during the holiday, during Christmas, and say, you have any idea what I had to do to get that for you? <laughs> Absolutely. There That's just, go. oh, laying on the guilt heavy, which makes it at that point all worth it. Because when they realize what you had to do to get that gift for the rest of the year, they owe you. Exactly. All right. We'll see if the Cowboys can owe their opposition. Maybe a road win. Can the Cowboys win a road game? They have not won a road game this season. Cowboy football wraps up the regular season with a road trip to Reno, Nevada, to take on the Nevada Wolfpack Saturday night. It's a 7 p.m. kickoff from McKay Stadium there in Reno. And uh, coverage will start at 530, which I'll talk about here in just a moment. Wyoming comes in 7-4 and four overall, 4-3 four and three in the Mount West. Nevada 2-9 and nine on the season. They are 2-5 and five in the Mount West, sitting 11th out of 12 teams in the conference standings. Still a big game for Wyoming because they want to get to that eighth win that improves your bowl positioning. This looks like a better resume in terms of trying to get to a postseason bowl. So what should we know about the Nevada Wolfpack? Well, Wyoming head coach Craig Bowles said, Lewis is an excellent quarterback. He's a dynamic player, was heavily recruited. I believe he started out at Colorado, but he's a dual threat guy. Uh, Bianco started the game against CSU and got knocked out of the game. I don't know. I'm assuming he'll be available. But nonetheless, uh, big-time players. Uh, number five, Campbell, is a great receiver. they got a big offensive line, a multiple front on defense where they do penetrate. Their corners are playing excellent. So I want to give a shout-out to Jalen Ortiz who's one of our former players, has been coaching their corners. So we're excited about playing this ball game to see if we can get to 1-0. and And that's the big goal for the Cowboys on Saturday. Uh, Wyoming quarterback Andrew Peasley named a Manning Award Star of the Week on Monday after having a career day last week in that win over Hawaii. He threw for 319 yards. That's a career high and tied a career high with three touchdowns. He also had an 89-yard touchdown pass, which was the longest pass and touchdown pass of his career. Went 14 of 17 completing 82%. Cowboys at Nevada, 7 p.m. kickoff. We'll have coverage on K2 and Casper, KUWB in Laramie. In the meantime, on to college basketball, where the Wyoming Cowgirls rolled past Shadron State on Education Day. Over Well over 5,000 elementary-age kids were in attendance. The uh, total attendance is 7,550. Cowgirls win at 78-32. They jumped out to a 23-5 lead after the first quarter and never looked back. Marta Savage led the way with 16 points and 11 rebounds. Career high in points and a first career double-double. The Cowgirls are not back in action until next Tuesday when they host BYU. At the junior college level, the Casper College Thunderbirds will host their Thanksgiving Classic. 
The On Friday, the women will play Snow College at 1 o'clock, followed by the, uh, I should say, the women will play North Idaho College at 5 p.m., followed by the men against North Idaho College at 7. Then Saturday, Casper College takes on Snow College in the women's action at 4 p.m., and the men will play McCook Community College at 6 p.m. LCCC have uh, their men play their Thanksgiving Classic Friday against Trinidad State at 7 p.m., Saturday against Lamar Community College at 3 p.m., and the LCCC women just have a single game Friday against Delight College at 5 p.m., and that is your sports this hour. Every time you say double-double, I picture myself standing in line at the ice cream shop, and she asked me how many scoops I want. Double-double. Uh, now, if I were a drinker, it would be a, a bar image in my head. Like a, but... like a double shot? Yeah, a, yeah, a, a double. Yeah. Pff, give me a double-double. It's been a hell of a Double-double is simple. It's yes. just double figures and points and rebounds are two two categories together. Or four scoops, however you, you want to look at it. All right, thank you, Dave. We're coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that. Update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Lantis for president. Joining Governor Kim Reynolds, backing Florida's governor in the Republican White House race, Vanderplatz tells Fox. We need to find somebody who can win in 2024. And what we saw in 2022, the supposedly red wave, really only happened in Florida and in Iowa. But former President Trump remains by far the GOP frontrunner, with recent polls showing him leading President Biden head-to-head. Iowa holds the first 2024 Republican contest in January. There is also a voting scandal there. Kim Taylor has been found guilty of 52 counts of voter fraud. Federal prosecutors said she attempted to generate votes in the 2020 primary and general election elections in Iowa to help her husband, Jeremy Taylor, win the primary for Republican Congressman Steve King's former seat. Jeremy Taylor lost that primary, getting only 8% of the vote, but prosecutors say Kim Taylor again broke the law in assisting her husband to seek re-election as a Woodbury County supervisor that fall, a race he did win. Prosecutors say she applied for and submitted false absentee ballots and encouraged others to do the same. The 52 counts carry a maximum sentence of five years each. Sentencing has not been scheduled. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Sam Altman is going to be the CEO of OpenAI again. Days after the company that's behind ChatGPT fired Altman, the board that replaced him without explaining why was replaced and...
7.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me as Jim and Casper correctly pointed out. Today, even though it's a Wednesday, it's actually technically a Friday because of Thanksgiving. And then most of you get four, no, three Saturdays and a Sunday off after this. So enjoy that. Always, of course, the employees who have to go work at uh, retail stores Try to be kind to them. It is the busiest day of the year for them. This is when those retail stores actually finally get into the black. It's their biggest day ever. Very important day. But they also have to deal with a lot of people who are in a bad mood. So uh, you understand what they're going through. All right. Triple eight ninety seven was a phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Several Thanksgiving stories that I have for you. One of them, migrants. Oh, wait a second. Hey, uh, reading a note from Miss, uh, there was dead air before back of the break. Trying, oh, okay. Uh, Miss Mary's trying to take care of something. Um, <clears throat> migrants get free turkeys for Thanksgiving ahead of low income New Yorkers. Really? <clears throat> so, okay. And the migrants, those are the illegal immigrants, to be clear about it. Low income New Yorkers living in public houses say newly arrived illegal immigrants have been first in line for free turkey ahead of Thanksgiving holiday. Well, they're celebrating Thanksgiving. They just got here. They're not even citizens yet. But all right. As public resources are strained from illegal immigration, according to a report in interviews, New Yorkers living in public housing are competing against tens of thousands of new arrivals in New York City when it comes to Thanksgiving meals. So why do we have to take the butt of everything one New Yorker said the community is already suffering the illegal immigrants were the first in line for turkeys this morning, said this one person. They tell you they'll be there at 11 o'clock and they're at like 10. But they're already out there even ahead of that, some of them, you know, waiting in line. So, all right. According to a local television station in New York, living in public housing, they've seen about 8,000 illegal immigrants in their in neighborhoods having arrived in the United States through the Mexican border, already low-income New Yorkers dealing with strained resources as it was before all of this started. So a bunch of people got free discounts or even a a card saying, show up, get your free turkey because you're homeless in New York or because you're just a needy family in New York. But the illegal immigrants got most of those cards first, just so you know. Then there's this one. According to a psychologist, oh, God, here we go. Progressives should speak up about Thanksgiving for their own health. <clears throat> this gum said, ruining your Thanksgiving dinner. Just so you know. I I have a thought, just, just popped in my head. If you're having Thanksgiving and someone at the table is just determined to ruin it by discussing religion and politics then they have to go sit at the card table with the kids. They're not allowed to sit there with the adults. How about that as a punishment? Because I don't think the kids would put up with it. A psychologist from Cornell, of course, wrote an opinion piece for the New York Times. Of course he did. Offering advice for confronting family members at Thanksgiving. Okay, right away, we see the problem. Offering advice for confronting family members at Thanksgiving. Why are you confronting family members at Thanksgiving? You've probably seen a lot of articles like this over the years, says this author, but this one, it makes it kind of uh, weird. 
the author first claims that it's not comforting for family members at Thanksgiving. Well, it, it brings Thanksgiving brings a certain type of anxiety. Well, if it brings you anxiety, then why are you doing it? Stay home where it's safe. Go to your safe space. Remember when that was a big thing, safe spaces? If Thanksgiving is is triggering for you, then don't go there. Everybody would appreciate it. Quote, uh, I'm, this, this is the, I believe the psychologist writing. I'm an original originalist psychologist and a recruiting, recurring theme has emerged in my research. People are reluctant to challenge or contradict others because of their fear of insulting or distressing or getting disapproval from other persons. This term is called institutional anxiety. It can dissuade us from speaking up everywhere from dinner parties to life or death situations. It's why so often we follow bad advice. We hesitate. Okay, not wrong about that. So this type of anxiety can also explain why co-pilots might withhold critical observations from their captains while flying. At Thanksgiving, institutional anxiety can hold you back from challenging a belligerent family member. Voicing in uh, informed contradictory views or calling out a bigoted remark. The crux of this anxiety doesn't lie in the mere act of disagreement. Instead, it's implications that you're negatively, negatively evaluating the speaker or disparaging them. Mm-hmm. So continually suppressing opinions or emotions, especially if they arise from genuine concerns or moral standpoints, have profound consequences. So he wants everybody to express themselves. Here, okay, This goes on for quite a while. I'm going to save everybody the trouble. Because, you know, again, I wrote a book called The Uncomplicated Life. I'm going to uncomplicate this for you. You show up at Thanksgiving to enjoy and don't talk about anything stressful. Just find out how everybody's been doing. Talk about things that people enjoy. What hobbies they might have, what interests they might have that are not political or social. Okay, What other interests they talk about their kids. The good things about their kids, you know. Enjoy the food. Enjoy each other's company. Make it happy. Just avoid those other topics because there's a time and a place for everything. And that's not the time or place. And that's what's really missing. What do you do when you have all of these things to that that's boiling up inside? There's a time and a place for everything. But that's where I go back to, you remember, safe spaces. So Thanksgiving, it, it triggers some people. Well, then don't go. No one said you had to do this, you know. Fire pit Paul and Shane, I often give myself great advice, though I very rarely take it. You know, I've seen you do that, Paul. Jude and Casper, because they will. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I got it, Jude. She's back on another topic. We'll get back to that in just a minute. Then there was this one, which I read yesterday. And I wouldn't spend a lot of time on it. Let's just get this out of the way. From The Nation magazine. Again, of course, it's from The Nation magazine. We need to decolonize Thanksgiving. And then they get into this whole argument here about the pilgrims and the Indians and white man on this continent and et cetera, et cetera. And we need to decolonize Thanksgiving. All right, here's somebody, and I could get into the whole thing. Like yesterday, I got into part of it. And my answer, once again, let's go back to my book, The Uncomplicated Life. 
don't do any of that. You don't need to decolonize anything. You're getting together with friends and family. Hopefully you have something on television that people like, whether it's a football game or a good movie, whatever the case is, right? So you can all watch something fun together and talk about fun things and enjoy the good side of the people that you're with because all these people have good sides and stay away from the topics that cause stress and don't sit there overthinking Thanksgiving. You don't have to sit there overanalyzing what Thanksgiving is supposed to be. There, now you're enjoying Thanksgiving. But if you're one of those people who gets stressed out by Thanksgiving, remember there's a reason some folks invented what's called the safe space. So for safe spaces, you can go there. Just stay home. You don't have to participate if Thanksgiving triggers you. I mean... Everybody else would really appreciate it if you didn't show up and make a wreck out of what's supposed to be a perfectly enjoyable day. Nah, I don't really eat it in the summer. I don't really eat it in the spring. Why is pie so perfect on Thanksgiving? Yeah, when was the time I last ate pie? I can't really remember. But I'm going to eat about eight pieces on the fourth Thursday in November. Give me some pie. The best talk show host in the state. Within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays at 6. Seven twenty-one is the time to Wake Up Wyoming. Now, there are some traditions that always happen on this program every single day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve, if you will. One of them is at, in the 9 o'clock hour. I have to play the WKRP bit from turkeys away and i have that in two parts the first part is what happens at the grocery store when they drop the turkey part two or turkeys uh part two is when les nesman gets back to the station and is asked to explain what happened next so that's there got to do that every year it's a tradition next up i always have to tell even though people keep telling me to stop it that just encourages me the neti pot story my own personal Thanksgiving story has to be told every single year, so at some point I'll go ahead and do that. There's also various other bits and so on that I play every single year, so that's just part of it. And I do it. Look, if you want to interrupt me at any time, that's fine. We can go ahead and pick up any topic you want. Phone number is 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS, or do what a lot of other people do. Use the chat option on the free Wake Up Wyoming app. Send me text messages, and I'll go ahead and answer that, too. In the meantime, I have a lot of stuff. Some of it is newsworthy, and some of it is not. Most of it's not today, because I do think there's times that we just got to stop and go, you know, that's enough, and just talk about something else for a while. For, For example, this headline. The San Francisco mayor reminds everyone to get their Christmas shoplifting done early. See? They're thinking about people in in San Francisco. The story says, with Christmas just around the corner, Mayor of San Francisco encourages residents to get their shoplifting done one day early this year. Like, today's a good day to do it. Now, for everybody else who didn't get their shoplifting done today, nobody's going to be at the stores or restaurants on Thursday. So that's a good time just to go ahead and break in. Just bust the glass, get in there, take what you need before the Black Friday rush, which, by the way, according to San Francisco, Black Friday is a racist term. But anyway, 
Quote, hard to believe looting season is already upon us, said the mayor. We are encouraged with all the residents who began shoplifting for Christmas before everything, including the stores themselves, shuttered and gone. Because, I mean, many of the stores were so shoplifted that they're just gone they're n- and they're never coming back. And the mayor's encouraged by that. Though typically last-minute shoplifters, uh, local couple, uh, Jared and Stacy, said that they would be committing grand larceny uh, much earlier this year. Quote, I waited until Christmas Eve last year, and every store in the city had been cleared out. Turned out to be um, a, a safe place for hobos to sleep because there was nothing left in these stores, so the hobos moved in. Uh, this year I'm going with uh, my crowbar to, well, the moment Thanksgiving is over. Gosh, it seems like the season for knocking over Apple stores this year, doesn't it? See, I would suggest, though, that he gets it done again today. Don't do your shoplifting in San Francisco on Friday because, again, racist Black Friday. Everybody's going to show up then. It's going to be probably a riot, but all right. With many of San Francisco's hobos temporarily stuffed in uh, closets due to hosting President Xi Jinping, the mayor advised citizens to start burglarizing local businesses right away. Quote, this is a rare opportunity for San Francisco to perform a coordinated smash and grab on nice, clean streets. The mayor went on, we hope everyone will take advantage of this rare chance for the less crowded looting experience, which, by the way, is one of the reasons to go vacation in San Francisco this time. I mean, you had a, a small window of opportunity. They cleared out the streets for the dictator of China, and and it was that way for like a week. So there's your opportunity to go see the city when it's actually clean. It's not going to last long. It's like watching Pigpen from the Peanuts. Remember, they would give him a bath, and you can stand there within, like, two minutes and watch him get dirty, and he's not even doing anything. That's San Francisco for you. At publishing time of this story, uh, the mayor was seen following her own advice as she carefully picked out a $949, uh, well, Macy's items that she wanted for herself, and then something for her family. So, okay, uh, that should help the people of San Francisco. In the meantime, now I have a helpful guide for the rest of you. I put it up this morning. For those who do like to go shopping on Black Friday, it is not as bad in Wyoming as it is in other states. But still, you can. many of you who live in Cheyenne and Laramie like to go down to Colorado to get in your Black Friday mayhem. So, to help you out, I put up a whole list of, well tactical ways to think about Black Friday. For example, plan your run in advance. Okay? Have a lay... You can do. You can look it up online. You can look at a layout of the store and find out where things are. That way, when you go into the store, you're not running around trying to find it. Somebody else will get to it first. You know exactly where you're running to to grab what you want on Black Friday. So that's what you start with, right? Body armor's good. It's a good idea to wear baggier clothes so underneath you can hide uh, knee pads and elbow pads. And also, motorcyclists, uh, backcountry motorcyclists, dirt bikes and so on, you've seen them, they wear this padded breastplate. It's plastic on the outside and padded underneath the inside. You can wear one of those. That's good body armor. It's inexpensive. Teamwork. There's no rules in this. Teamwork is good. You can bring your friends, you can bring your family for Black Friday. 
and work it out, rehearse like a football team rehearses. That way, each person in the group gets a chance. So the first person knows what they want, and they go for it, and everybody else runs interference and blocks so that person can get what they want. And you take turns moving your way across the store, everybody helping everybody out. Because nobody else is engaged in teamwork, but if you and your friends and family member are, you'll get something done that day. Uh, never look at what you just did. So if you happen to knock down that little old lady, keep your eyes on the prize. Just keep going. Just don't even think about it. Also, one of my favorites is the grab and go. If somebody is going by with a shopping cart and they have in the shopping cart what you wanted, just quickly go by them the opposite direction and grab that item out of their shopping cart and put it in yours and keep going. Now, that's not stealing. That's not shoplifting because you're going to pay for that at the register. So you're not shoplifting. Okay, that's perfectly legit. And also embrace the guilt. And by that, I mean, as people are opening up their presents on Christmas Day, you can go ahead and lean over to them and just let them know what you had to go through to get that Christmas gift for them. And now you can hang that over their head for the rest of the year. There. Hope this little chat has been helpful to you. Coming up on 7.30, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast after that. Now, for those people who are traveling to go see family across not just Wyoming but the region, today's just the perfect day to travel. Uh, tomorrow, not so much. Don Day's going to explain. I have him on the phone with me, or actually, we have a different way of hooking up. Sounds like he's in the studio, but he's not. And we're going to talk about your travel forecast for today and tomorrow and through the weekend at 745. Wake up, Wyoming. Blankly. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Seven thirty-six at time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday. I know it's a Wednesday, but tomorrow's Thanksgiving Thursday. That makes today a Friday, and then you get three Saturdays and a Sunday off. So there, enjoy that. Triple A ninety-seven Woods, a phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Now this story is going to make you think I'm making it up, but I'm not. Every so often, something happens where I think these sides in this argument they're going to clash. And they do. Like, for example, there's not very many people like I'm about to describe, but there are some men who decided to go trans, and then they declared themselves to be lesbians. Yeah, I know. That's quite a twist. Now, again, hardly anyone like this exists, but there were a few. And I thought, that's not going to work out, because then they wanted to date other lesbian and the lesbian said no because you're male but I'm not a male I identify as a female no so you see the conflict there okay sometimes this stuff doesn't work out here's a headline now when I read this kind of headline I think okay um problem is you're going to think this is a parody site like most of this morning I've been giving you stories either that I wrote that are satirical or maybe Babylon B or Onion wrote 
This one is not. That's why Babylon B has a website called Not the B, which are stories that you think are a put on, but they're not. I'm just going to read the headline. <clears throat> so don't get mad at me. This is what the headline says. Transgender activists attack feminists holding an event for women's rights. Yeah, so you see how, again, the, these conflicts will get started like this because uh, these, these are folks that you would think would all be on the same side. But when you look at what they believe, they're eventually going to run into each other. They're not going to stay on the same side if they ever were in the first place. Here's a tweet from one of them. Four of us are in the ER right now. Yeah, emergency room. I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't laugh at that. We're in good spirits and remain undefeated. A mob of Antifa men attacked us, pepper sprayed us in the eyes, punched us, kicked us, stole our phones. We were attempting to have an event about male violence. I might as well just start. Now, again, I'm not making it up. This is an actual news story. Seems like I'd be reading from a parody site. But these things are eventually, these folks are eventually going to clash with each other, even though you would think they would be on the same side, but it's not possible. A male transgender activist attacked several women who were holding a sidewalk protest for women's rights in Portland on Sunday. Feminist writer took to social media to reveal that four of us are in the ER after the attack by this guy who says she's a woman and a feminist. Uh, let's see. Uh, along with the Women's Declaration International, a group of volunteer women from across the world dedicated to protecting women, uh, women's sex-based rights were trying to hold an event to support women's rights at a public library in Portland on Monday... Keith also posted photos of bruises uh, she sustained from the attack by the trans male. Okay, so uh, I didn't realize, and it, it gets into some of these other people tweeting about this. Uh, let's see, there's there's more of the women who are upset by this. I don't want to get too deep into this. The brave women kept standing there calmly and letting other people attack. They refused to budge as they were continually attacked. And then there's videos of this. The attackers deliberately targeted our phones and cameras. And, okay. So once again, here are folks that you would consider, the, well, shouldn't they all be on the same side? Not necessarily. It doesn't always work out that way. This is why I was reading an article earlier this week. When it comes to, you know, the alphabet soup we often talk about, LGBTQ, and then the letters go on. They just add plus now. Because they keep adding letters to it, which is why I've always said to this group, it doesn't work to have all those letters. Just make an acronym that we can all understand. But there's also problems within the ranks because oftentimes out of the LGBTQ, the L and the G, lesbian and gay, are not in league with the trans. You would think, oh, you're all on the same side. Not necessarily. In other words, there's a lot of infighting going on here for some of the reasons that I just explained when I started all of this. Some of these uh, different groups of folks, again, you, do you think, well, they all vote Democrats, so they're all together and they all are liberals, so they all think the same. Not necessarily. And they come into conflict with each other. Like this whole attack that I just told you about uh, shows. 
I mean, you would think that the trans men would be in favor of women's rights and want to protest with the women. But instead, they were upset by them. Okay? It gets complicated. And if you're thinking, I can't figure this out, I don't think anyone really can right now. 742. There's too many contradictions. It wakes up. It's wake up Wyoming. I'm going to get Don Day on the line here. And we're going to talk about your travel forecast. It it looks good today, but... He's talking to himself in a padded room. And you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. 745 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Here's a guy everybody's been waiting to talk to. Don Day from Dayweather. Okay, today is the day to hit the road, correct? Yes, this is the day to take advantage of if you want to get from point A to point B. If you wait till tomorrow, you're going to run into problems. Could I say even if you wait until tonight for some people? Well, some people up north especially, yeah. this would be up near the Montana border, you know, heading up to places like Cody or Lovell or Powell or Sheridan. Sometime tonight, they'll start to see the weather come in. Okay, now what about those people who think, well, I'll just get an early start on Thursday? Well, it depends on where you're going. Okay. If, if, if you're, if you're going to be in central or going into northern Wyoming, you're just going to have icy roads and highways. I don't expect the, the snow to start in the south. Places like Laramie, Cheyenne, over to Rollins, on the Rock Springs and Green River. They're going to get some wind as the Arctic air comes in, but the accumulating snow is going to come later in the day. But, but you're, you're, you're racing the weather, which is never a good thing. Yeah. Um, why tempt fate? Right. Now, that's why I had John who's in Granite Canyon. Can you ask Don Day by what time people in southeast Wyoming should start heading back home to avoid heavy snow? Heading back home? Yeah. I'd say you're stuck there for the weekend with your family. Yeah, I would yeah. say, you know, the, the weather will start to clear out. Um, there's going to be some lingering snow in the southern areas there into Saturday morning. Saturday yeah. afternoon, Saturday night, and Sunday, we're still expecting, not much has changed since we talked yesterday, we're still okay. expecting that the weather will be clearing out on Sunday. The, the problem we'll have is it's going to stay cold, so conditions are still going to stay icy, and there's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit of wind. And this snow's going to blow and drift around a little bit, but okay. really, I do not recommend, if, if you don't have to travel any time from midday Thursday through Saturday morning, I just wouldn't recommend it. And, right. and that's going to be over the entire state. Right. And that's going to be for a large part of Colorado, a large part of western Kansas, western Nebraska, uh, parts of South Dakota as well. Unless he meant heading back home as in when he gets up early in the morning to go see mom and dad and he's in southeast Wyoming. He might have a little bit of an opportunity early in the day, is what I think I hear you saying. If it's an early Thanksgiving, an early, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. if it's early Thanksgiving, right. But exactly. go ahead and pack a bag, and you're going to have to put up with your annoying relatives. I well, mean, yeah, well, you know, that place where he's, he's he resides yes. has its own climate. It does. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, its own, it's its own little island of weather up there that's completely different from Laramie and completely different from Cheyenne. Right. Now, well, I do want to mention to people, because you had mentioned this in your uh, podcast, which do for Cowboys Day Daily, you will make sure to do an update, you said, on Thursday morning for people. Is that correct? I will be up and at them just like I normally am every morning to tomorrow morning to update uh, 
that as well as radio. So uh, we'll, okay. we'll, we're, we are on guard. Weather never stops. Okay. So listen to your radio station for an update from Don Day. Also, I would say if you go to Cowboy State Daily because they post and you can watch as he gets out his charts and graphs and everything and explains it all. So, okay. Hey, have a great weekend. You too. All right. So, all right. I just want to make sure you got those travel plans out of the way because, you know, like like he was just saying, it's it's good today. I mean, it's really good to travel today. Tomorrow's when it starts getting sketchy, and the later in the day it gets, and then, of course, you might as well just pack a bag for the weekend. I mean, it's just as simple as that because it's not going to be easy to get back. I hope that answered all of your questions. Off we go to talk to David Settle. Who is in Laramie? Are you going anywhere for Thanksgiving? Uh, just down to Northern Colorado. Okay, and then and then yeah, I'll be one of those brave hearts trying to travel back and go. Uh, but uh, we're we're planning a little bit earlier in the day, yeah. so trying to still travel back during daylight a little bit. Okay, you take it easy but, on there. Yeah, uh, okay. it happens. It's it's winter time in Wyoming. Yeah, I, mean, I did last hour talk to everybody about how to set up tactically to go Black Friday shopping. Right. Now, while you're at the dinner table, start lining up your ammo. Okay. Okay, bread rolls in your lap, especially if you find a hard one. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect we've, projectiles. We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, just kind of stash a few in your lap on a napkin just ready to go. All right. Uh, let me see. Smile sweetly to the person across from you, but have your spoon ready to go because there's a lot of stuff on your plate that you can fling with your spoon. <laughs> okay, mashed potatoes, of course. Now, right. it, when you get to the stuffing, stuffing is more of a shotgun thing that spreads across the room. But mashed potatoes stick together. Right. And if you have cut your uh, turkey properly, you can use those like Chinese throwing stars. Okay. Right. Yeah, it, it's all in how you plan everything out. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, do you are you someone who just plops on your plate, or do you? strategically lay things a certain way on your plate i i it's kind of both okay because, because i'll start kind of strategically and then i'll be like i'm running out of room and I yeah just you just kind of plop it all on i would yeah. say start thinking about how to lay out the food tactically if you know what i'm saying dave that way you're ready for the inevitable family food fight Thank you very much, Glenn. Good morning, everybody. Well, in front of a regular season record crowd of 7,550 fans, a lot of which were young children, the Wyoming Calgo basketball team showed out on Education Day, blowing out Shadron State College yesterday in Laramie, 78-32. to Well over 5,000 elementary-age students were in attendance from uh, around 40 to 40-plus 40 elementary schools, uh, mainly out of southeast Wyoming, but there were a few other places that were representative. Uh, the University of Wyoming Cowgirls, Allison Furtick scored the first eight points of the game, all points in the paint, and Wyoming jumped out to a 23 to 5 lead after the first quarter. It was pretty much over after that. Cowgirls had a, a shot 52.5% from the field, and uh, they held Shadron State to just 25.5%. Wyoming also out rebounded the smaller Eagles 44 to 23. They scored 16 points on 13 offensive rebounds and ended up with 54 points in the paint. Marta Savage led the way with a career-high 16 points and recorded her first-ever double-double as she grabbed a season-best 11 rebounds. Furtick had 14 points and 6 rebounds. Tess Barnes and Melina Peterson chipped in 9 points apiece. The Cowgirl bench scored 41 points by themselves. Again, the Cowgirls win it and approved a 3-2 and two in the season. They're off until next Tuesday, November 28th, when they host a former rival, BYU, 6.30 at the Arena Auditorium. 
The Mount West Conference is celebrating its 25th season in terms of competition during this 2023-24 year. And with it, uh, each sport is doing a 25th anniversary team. And on Tuesday, three former Cowgirls were chosen to the all-volleyball team for the 25th season. Aaron Kirby, who played for the Cowgirls from 2011 to 2014. Jackie McBride, 2017 to 2021. And Jody Purdy, 2009 to 2012, selected to the all-Mount West volleyball team for the 25th anniversary. So congratulations to those three former Cowgirls. Meanwhile, the Wyoming Cowboy football team gearing up for a big one at Nevada on Saturday. Cowboys need that eighth win. They're looking for their first road win of the season, but they're looking for that eighth win to help improve their possible bowl game selection, which we won't find out probably until sometime next week, maybe even after the Mount West Championship game, which is on Saturday, December 2nd. Uh, but for the Wyoming Cowboys, it's a 7 p.m. kickoff. You can listen to the game on K2 and Casper, KWB and Laramie. And the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be in action coming up Sunday as they play at 15th-ranked Texas. That's a 1 p.m. start, 12.30 broadcast on K2 in Casper and KCGY Radio in Laramie. That's your sports this hour. My sister, I'm ashamed to say, I'm really embarrassed to say, just made a great point. I'm not allowed to admit that, but I just did. Uh, we're going to make all of this incredible food and then get stuck inside for four days with all of that food. Isn't that <laughs> great? I just yes. Perfect. All right. Next hour, Dave. Appreciate it. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Yeah, roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Don't forget, open phones. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's uh, Friday, and if you're thinking, but isn't it Wednesday? Yes, but tomorrow's Thanksgiving, so it's Friday. And you get three Saturdays and a Sunday off. Okay, you with me on that? I'll get to open phones in just a moment or so from now. So if you're traveling today, now we already went through the forecast with Don Dave. You're driving around the region. Today's the day to do it because the more we get into Thursday, the worse it gets. And then you might want to bring an overnight bag because you're going to be locked down with some family for a while for a couple of days before you can really safely get home. <clears throat> Just so you know, keep up to date on the weather forecast with us. We'll keep posting it. It'll be on the different radio stations and so on. In the meantime, what about all those travelers? Well, as always, there's delays and flights getting canceled and the airports are all filled with people and so on. Now, I made the mistake some years ago of trying to travel to see family on Thanksgiving or on Christmas. And I knew it was a mistake the moment I went to do it, not just because of the price, but because of the people, all the crush of the people. So I go now between holidays. Not only are the tickets stupid low, the price of tickets are really ridiculously low, but nobody else is traveling. So I can visit family between holidays, and it, it works out just fine for us as far as family goes. And I saved all sorts of time and all sorts of money. That goes back to my book, The Uncomplicated Life, how I figure out just to work around what I call convergence. It's when everybody does things at the same time. <clears throat> so, meantime, a lot of people have to get through TSA on a day like this. And this brings me back to... a satirical bit I wrote years ago. Remember when they really 
they first upped TSA. This is after 9-11. And they really brought the TSA up to what it is today. And it got so ridiculous at one point. There was a guy, and I have pictures of this, unfortunately. The people who like to get naked in public are never the people that you want to see naked. This guy was in Boston, Massachusetts, and he had, on a regular basis, had to fly on business. So he was in and out of the airports every week. It's part of his job. And he was so sick and tired of the TSA, not just running them through all of the different, uh, well, there's all sorts of different devices they run you through today, not just to check for metal, but to sniff you and stuff like this. And every so often, somebody gets peeled off for the pat-down. And I love it when they do that to some little old lady. I've seen that happen a few times. Really, you're going to pat down some little old lady? Really? Well, we got to do every so often, every so many people regardless. Okay. This guy, though, got so sick and tired of having to go through this that he just decided when he was pulled aside for the pat down just to get naked. Yeah. Now, at that point, TSA is not sure exactly what to do, but he's exposing all. Here I am, naked. Anything else you want to know? No, we think we've got it all figured out by now. Based on that, I wrote the following. Sir, would you please step forward and stand on the line? Have I done something wrong? Standard TSA airport screening, sir. I need to pat you down. Oh, really? Uh, yes, if you'll just hold still. Sorry, I'm I'm just so excited. Do, do you do this often? Uh, yes, sir. Hundreds of times a day. Do you? Sounds exciting. <coughs> oh, s- sir, please stand still and, and, and stop touching yourself like that. People are looking. Oh, I'm sure they are. Sir, we just need to get this over with. Why the rush? Go sir. on, pat me, pat me. Stop breathing so hard. Whoa-hoo! Sir, w- would you put your shirt back on? Whoa! Okay, look, just, just, just yeah, move along. J- just move along, okay? Are we done? Yeah, yeah, we're done. Call me. You ready for the next one, Frank? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Ooh, ooh, I'm next. Pat me down now, you big sexy man. Okay, so (laughs) that's pretty much like when it was at the airport right now. So, all right, let's get old. This is the most dangerous part of the program every single day. Get into open phones. Here we go. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in, and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can change the subject if you want. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite song. Oh, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small, they're for sale, till I want them all. I like guns, I like guns, I like guns. couple of gun stories that you ought to like here. Federal appeals court strikes down a Maryland handgun rule. The federal appeals court in Maryland 
it says the laws regulating handguns are done on Tuesday, overturning a requirement to obtain a handgun license before purchasing a firearm. In a two-to-one ruling, the panel of Virginia-based Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that Maryland cannot add more regulations for acquiring handguns or other weapons, the court said. The law was unenforceable in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling last year. The judges cited the Supreme Court ruling that loosened New York's gun laws and the government must allow efforts to regulate guns that be consistent with the nation's historic tradition of firearm regulations. In other words, you know, they, they don't want to, they can't, they want to, but they can't get rid of the Second Amendment. So they want to just regulate it out of existence. Well, the Supreme Court put a stop to that a long time ago. A few reasonable local regulations, maybe, but there's a limit to what those can be. So under current Maryland law, a person is required to get a handgun license in addition to all other requirements to purchase a firearm. That license requires that a person pass a handgun safety course, background check, wait up to 30 days. Then they wanted to add on top of that. Uh, the majority opinion said that those extra requirements put unnecessary burden on the Second Amendment. The challenge law restricts, quote, the ability of law-abiding citizens to possess a handgun. But even though Maryland's law does not prohibit plaintiffs from owning handguns at some time in the future, it still prohibits them from owning handguns. Now, in other words, you should be able to just go to the store and buy one and leave instead of having to jump through all those hoops. So Tuesday's ruling, the second in recent months to a Maryland gun control law, late September, a federal judge in the state ruled that Maryland restrictions were uh, firearms where they can be carried is unconstitutional as well. All right. Now, and by the way, there's dozens of such lawsuits nationwide on something like this. So uh, in the case, they also based the Supreme Court ruling in 2022, which served as the foundation for dozens of those lawsuits that I just mentioned. In one scathing dissent, the story says, senior circuit judge argued that the colleagues uh, misshaped the Supreme Court's new state and rifle and pistol association rule. In other words, okay, cut to the chase on this. There's a lot of states trying to restrict and get around the Second Amendment through restrictions. And because of a Supreme Court ruling, other courts have had to follow suit. And right now, there's more gun freedom in America, not less because of that. Now, here's the next one. New NBC poll records the highest ever American gun ownership. I mean, all-time high. A new NBC poll conducted in November, well, it talks about when, says over half of Americans, they estimate about 52%, say they or someone in their household has a gun. If the poll is correct. In 2013, NBC News found the percentage of American owning guns was about 42%. If this is correct, now it's about 52%. Moreover, gun ownership among Democrats has increased. Do that again. Gun ownership among Democrats has increased throughout the years as well. In 2004, 33% of Democrats said they own a gun. Now it's 41%. Independents remain fairly consistent at about 41%. And Wyomingites, it's pretty much everybody. Not entirely everybody, but 
I mean, it, it's okay if you only – I only own one gun, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of embarrassing, I know. And so I'm sure uh, at some point I'll get up to speed with the rest of you. You might have to deal with a racist uncle. You'll be at the table. You'll get drunk and mumble. Something inappropriate about Native Americans. Something inappropriate about immigration. You'll all be uncomfortable and it will cause some trauma when he blames all his problems on Barack. You know what? Okay, let's move on. Sure, this show is sustainable. We sequester all gas emissions to one room. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1, weekdays at 6. 821's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. doesn't matter what I'm talking about. You can change the subject. On and off topic, I mentioned this yesterday. So the Biden administration has found itself in trouble because they pushed a lot of members of the military out over COVID. In every branch of the military, there were quite a few members who decided, I'm not getting that shot. Now, if you're in the military, you are, especially if you're traveling overseas, you already know you get a lot of shots. But a lot of these guys just, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting the shot. Never mind. And so because of that, they were thrown out of the military, denied pay, all sorts of things. Well, now, because they're having trouble recruiting people in the military, your military services are asking for people to come back. And we'll go ahead and wipe that off your record that you ever did that. We won't talk about it anymore. Latest headline, former troops punished over Biden's vaccine mandate sue for billions in lost wages. Now, a retired Marine and uh, some fellow attorneys got around this retirement. Well, there's quite a few troops. Oh, hang on a second. I'll get back to this in just a bit. Let's go talk to Bob and Casper. Bob, how have you been? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Glenn. Hey, you said those are satellites. I've never seen satellites. Hmm. No, uh, not, not, sat- like not satellites, no. Possible planets. Uh, well, they were planets because they were moving all over. They were over moving the all over the place? Okay, because I do know, and for those who don't know, we have this story up in the Wake Up Wyoming site, and Miss Mary, if you can get a chance to alert that out again, that'd be great. Uh, Bob had sent us, first off, he called the program and said that he saw some lights up over Casper Mountain. And uh, thanks for being very patient with us, Bob. He kept coming back to get those off his phone so we can go ahead and publish that. So the audio of his first call and the pictures. Now, you saw, you said two lights that were really kind of close together, one smaller? Yeah. Okay. They were moving, they move apart and come back together. Okay, they're moving around. Okay. Because my yeah. first thought is sometimes when planets are in the right position, people do call saying, hey, what are those strange lights in the sky? But you're saying they were moving around. Because yeah. right now, for the past uh, week or so, Jupiter has been really big and Saturn a bit smaller right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched those move across the sky. Yeah. The few nights before that, these, you know, they were so small in there. If you took your fingers and spread them out, spread okay. them out, you could see the wings on them and the different colors and stuff. Okay. So in that case, I kind of wonder. Uh, sorry, I just sneezed. <laughs> so I kind of wonder, okay. Bob, Dave, if that's the case, then. Either you could have had some kind of aircraft up there of some kind, or I also threw out, and I'm just thinking out loud, was somebody messing with drones? Uh, were there people driving around way up there on the top of the mountain? No, they weren't drones. Cause okay. You, you, 
when they turn around and go the other direction, yeah. you can spread them out and you can see the look like the exhaust part of the back of them and everything. Okay. And and they're really, like I said, I still don't know what I'm seeing up there. Okay. But my son found a deal that somebody else had spotted something and it was during the light. And he said, he said, showed me on his camera he took got copies of it and it, but it didn't it, it had short little wings on it and it bounced around the sky a lot like what i was seeing but it, i said what is it and he said i don't know he just picked it up on his uh on the internet okay so, all right well uh, uh is this the only time you've ever seen those up there just this one time yeah that's the only time the one and only time okay and, and no, I, I went out and dealed them out my uh, telescope on my phone the next time it shows yeah. up, and I don't know if I'll ever see it again. Okay. And you did, no noise? Did you hear any noise at all? No, it wasn't noisy at all. Okay. And that was a weird part of it. You know, it was all over that sky. Yeah. All right, going to be interesting. Again, if anyone wants to see it's on the Wake Up Wyoming site, you can go ahead and take a look at it because I included some of the pictures that uh, Bob finally got to us so you can see what you think of those, which is difficult to do with a cell phone. I understand that. It's yeah, it was hard. hard. Yeah. And I tried to hold my phone down on my telescope, and, but I couldn't control my phone and uh, telescope and try to keep up with it going across the sky and stuff. Mm. So... Okay. Well, if anyone knows, I would love to find out what that was. You and me both. Okay. Well, thanks for, again, being very patient with us and getting us those pictures. So now it's out there. We'll see if there's any other witnesses. You said this was like, what, about 4 in the morning? Yeah, I started at 4 in the morning and went until 5. Okay. And then when I, the last time I seen it, it got over pretty close to me and it got real bright and it moved up towards the mountain. Yeah. And I turned around and Went in the house for a minute, turned come back out, and it was gone. Okay. Nothing was left up there. All right. Well, I will talk about it if anyone if anyone wants to give a call and let us know if they saw anything, too. We'll make sure to get it out there. All right. Have a great Thanksgiving, Bob. You too. God bless. All right. So, uh, he doesn't think they were planets, and he wants to eliminate drones. But, again, the story is on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Here's something I used to have fun don't, hang on, because somebody might... Oh, Judy in Casper. Hello, Judy. Good morning. I was just going to let people know that um, I guess Monday the mayors met around uh, Casper and uh, got together for like a breakfast powwow. And uh, Ray Pachenko was trying to push... He's the city mayor now that uh, the wife beater is gone. Um Anyway, he was pushing for this six cents. Uh, see, five cents wasn't enough. Property taxes wasn't enough. Uh, increase in our power, electric, and gas is not enough. Now we have a mayor that wants to run for city or county commissioner pushing for a six cents tax on us, too. Mm-hmm. And, and the point is, is, I think we're tired of this being raked over the coals by these guys that are in office right now. And it's going to be very important that people pay attention of who's doing this kind of stuff. Well, from what I can understand, it's at least 70 of our legislators. It's our governor and it's our local city councils and our county commissioners. 
So people, when you go vote this time, mm-hmm. find people who aren't uh, so intent on raking you over the coals right. uh, in taxes. Okay. And that was that was that part. And anyway, I got that from a birdie that told me that yeah, he's pushing for a six cent. Okay. And uh, we can't let him do it. Evansville's going to vote no, mm. but they're still going to take it around and around and around. So getting rid of nil didn't do us any good. We got to get rid of some commissioners, and we got to get rid of the entire city council. Okay, I got to run to news time. Hey. Have a great Thanksgiving. Fill your hey. belly. You too. All right, coming up on some local news. Weather forecast. We'll get back into it with more open phones. You can do what they just did. Completely interrupt me. Talk about what you want to talk about. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Like a strong cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Thirty-six the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Phone number triple eight ninety-seven Woods eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. There's certain Thanksgiving traditions on this program. I will be playing next hour the WKRP Turkey Drop bits. It comes in two parts. But I also always tell the neti pot story. Now, for those people going, oh, God, no, not the neti pot story. You are welcome to tune out for a bit. Please come back. But I tell this story every single year because it's a true story. The neti pot story begins with my family. We have a cabin up in the Carolina Mountains. And it was built mostly by family working. We, you know, My mom designed it. My dad was in charge of building it. And we all lent a hand. And we did have some builders show up like electricians and some other people like that that did show. But a lot of the work we did, you know, for that cabin. So it's always a beloved family project. Now we have a wood stove there from an old house that was being torn down. And it's a big wood stove. It's not just some little old traditional. No, this is a big wood stove. And I've prided myself over the years in learning how to operate all of, not just what kind of wood to put in for what kind of temperature. So if somebody's cooking something there, where are you cooking it? In the oven on top? Where on top? What is it? What kind of temperature do you need? Because I can figure out how to put in what kind of wood to get the right temperature, but also how to properly use the vents. There's an art to it, and I love this. So my brother-in-law is a closet gourmet chef. He loves to cook. He really loves cooking. We're doing Thanksgiving at the cabin. I've never done a Thanksgiving at the cabin before. This is going to be great. And he's cooking? Oh, this is going to be great. And for the kitchen table, which is right there next to the kitchen itself, it's a big uh, picnic table size you know, table, which was built by my dad. He built that kitchen table. That's a pretty good size table, too. And my brother-in-law is going to fill that with all sorts of Thanksgiving goodies. So he's working all day long. He's got the top of the stove is just covered in all sorts of pots and pans. Lord knows what's going on. I don't know. He knows how to cook like this. The oven. Oh, the turkey is in the oven. I mean, a wood stove oven turkey. I mean, picture it. And he's telling me what kind of temperature he needs when. And I've got the, I've got the different kinds of wood going and all the different vents for him. And he, he works all afternoon. 
Actually, he started in the morning, probably even the night before. Pies were coming out of there. It was great. Do you know what a neti pot is? I'd never heard of one before. Before the family showed up for Thanksgiving, I was watching a television show, uh, like a morning show, and they were describing neti pots. Now, some of you have seen a newer version of it. You know that thing that you you put uh, in your nose and the water runs through your nose and cleans out the sinuses? It's electric. Well, before that was invented, there was this pot. And you put uh, deionized water in there, right? Room temperature. And the idea is to tilt your head to the side and pour the water in the top nostril. And it will come out your bottom nostril as your head is tilted to the side. And then you do it the other way. For people with sinus problems, this cleans out the sinuses. And as I'm watching this, the people on television are explaining and you won't feel anything because you don't have any nerve endings back there. So the water will run through your sinuses and out, but you'll never feel it. You won't feel like you're drowning. You won't feel a thing. Just the water, it's really weird, but it, and it cleans out sinuses. Now, I don't have any sinus problems, but I was curious after I watched this. So next time I was at the grocery store, I went down an aisle where they were supposed to have neti pots. The only, they only had one. There was one left, just one. It was bigger than your average neti pot. It almost looked like, kind of like a teapot, but not really. Uh, okay, I'll give it a try. So I brought it home, and I followed the instructions, and I went off the back porch of the cabin, which is raised up just a bit, and I tilted my head to the side, and I poured the water through the top nostril, and out it came from the bottom, and I, I'm amazed. I didn't feel a thing. And I turned and did it the other way. Oh, wow. And even though I don't have any sinus problems, I noticed, wow, it is really clear up there. Wow, I can breathe so easy. That was nice. So I decided to do this for a while just as an experiment, right? So, for yeah, for a period of about a month, I was using the neti pot pretty much every single day, just shoving that spout up my nose, cleaning out my sinuses, because it's great. I understand why people do this. I'm not going to do it anymore, but I just wanted to find out. We're sitting down to Thanksgiving dinner. Boy, my brother-in-law made a spread like you wouldn't believe. The food is just piled up on that big table. And as everybody's just dumping stuff on their plates, the gravy boat begins to make its rounds. And I look at the gravy boat and I realize, oh my God, my brother-in-law mistook the neti pot for a gravy boat. That thing has been so far up my nose so many times. Oh, my God, that's just horrible. Now, here, I, I have a problem. If I tell everybody what's going on, it's going to ruin everybody's Thanksgiving dinner. And people are just taking gravy and just pouring it all over their food. And I'm watching it going on the table going, ooh. <clears throat> what do I do? Do I say something? It's mostly around the table by now. It's heading back to me. I should say something, but if I say something, I've ruined everything that's on the table. All of these plates of food are going to be thrown out. I'm just going to gross everybody out. When it got to me, I decided to pass on the gravy. Everybody looked at me like I was weird because I always just pour gravy over everything. But I'll try it without this year. Yeah, I did what any normal, responsible 
caring person would do. I didn't say a word. I just let them enjoy their food. And about a month or more later, I just sent everybody an email. Because, see, it's... Yeah, because it's funny then. It's funny about a month or so later. It's not funny while it's happening. That would have grossed everybody out. But it's funny about a month or so later. And that is why I tell this story every single year at this time, grossing everybody out. Mommy, why is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? Oh, because... Thanksgiving is when America comes together to show what the American spirit is all about. All across the nation, people kill animals and eat them, waving giant middle fingers at PETA. So I I don't understand. I mean, what what it what what is see? Real Americans don't like to be told what to do by a bunch of tofu eating hippies. Yeah, but, but, so we take a goose or a pig or a big bird like this turkey and we stuff it full of stuffing like this. Then we shove it in a hot oven like so. But mom, I mean, shouldn't you kill the bird dead before you did all that? Oh, honey. Your father and I like our meat fresh. This special Thanksgiving holiday message was designed specifically to hack off the condescending long-haired tofu-eating hippies that try to make us meat eaters feel guilty this time of year. We hope that you enjoy the organic cardboard that you're eating this holiday. In the meantime, we're cooking our fresh kill on coal. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Len live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 8.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to David, who's in Laramie, ready with sports. How many people, David, do you think are at work right now totally goofing off? Ooh, I'd say about 60%. I, yeah. Okay, I'd go higher than that, including the okay. boss. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I know you're you're still busy. You're getting stuff done. I have been pretending to do the show all morning long, but I just <laughs> I try to picture the number. But we talked about this earlier this week, the yeah. number of people who are at work, and they know when they look at the clock that, first off, in, for a lot of offices and other workplaces, this is a half day. Right, yeah. So this is like going to school when they had one of those useless half days at the end of the year. Everybody had to show up, but nobody was actually going to do anything. Yeah. Well, and and we were talking about that on Monday about kids not paying attention in class, not, you know, like rolling in the projector. And I was talking with my daughter, and they actually had some legit things happen in the last couple days, at least here in Laramie. Wow. Uh, she She had like a test yesterday oh, what the hell's wrong with that teacher <laughs> i don't know i don't think it was necessarily it was just kind of the the way the 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 uh the curriculum schedule fell and okay. things like that but yeah so no, I, if i were the teacher i definitely if i did a test it would be some kind of a fake test oh i got gotcha. you know, they could have yeah, a good no, time I, no i think this one was legit now i'm not going to tell you that everybody was in a in attendance in class this week because yeah. i know that some people just take the entire week off and excuse their kids from the two days that they went but. right yeah 
that, that, that happens. The, the end of the school year, though, that is truly a joke because I sit there and, and basically after graduation, there may be like three, four, five extra days. And it's like, what are you doing? Oh, we're just yeah. watching movies. We're just playing sure. games. We're doing yeah. this. We're doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's plans, pointless. Though. Yeah, see, now that makes a lot more sense. I, for that teacher that actually gave those kids a test this week, you understand, I'll say it for your daughter so she doesn't have to. Uh, Dave, there's a special place in hell <laughs> for a teacher that would do that just before Thanksgiving. I mean, come on. You well, just... I, I will say this much. It was open note. You could work with a partner. Okay. I mean, it, they made it about as easy as you could. Yeah, okay. Oh, but yeah. even then, the pressure of that. I hope that teacher did give them at least today off. Well, they they have – the whole district is off today. Oh, thank God. Yeah, they, just, they just went to school Monday and Tuesday here in London. All right, thank you very much, Glenn. Good morning, everybody. The Wyoming Cowboys have a big road test coming up on Saturday. Can they actually win a road game? That's the big question. Because the Cowboys are 0 for 4 on the road this season. They went 7 and 0 at War Memorial Stadium. Great home field advantage. That's been kind of the thing. Coach Craig Bowles said the guys have a hunger to get a win on the road. We'll see if they can get it done. Wyoming comes in 7 and 4 overall, 4 and 3 in the Mount West. Getting that eighth win in the regular season could be key for Wyoming to improve their possible bowl game opportunity. They close out at Nevada against the Wolfpack. They're two and nine overall, two and five in the Mount West Conference. What should we learn and know about Nevada? Head coach Craig Bull told the media this week. Lewis is an excellent quarterback. He's a dynamic player, was heavily recruited. I believe he started out at Colorado, but he's a dual threat guy. Uh, Bianco started the game against CSU and got knocked out of the game. I don't know. I'm assuming he'll be available. But nonetheless, uh, big-time players. Uh, number five, Campbell, is a great receiver. they got a big offensive line, a multiple front on defense where they do penetrate. Their corners are playing excellent. So I want to give a shout-out to Jalen Ortiz, who's one of our former players that's been coaching their corners. So we're excited about playing this ball game to see if we can get to 1-0. and The Cowboys and Nevada Wolfpack will kick it off from McKay Stadium in Reno at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturday. Coverage on K2 in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Uh, 5.30 is the start for that. Uh, we actually start a little earlier here in Laramie at 4.30. In the meantime, quarterback Andrew Peasley on Monday named a Manning Award Star of the Week after his career day last Saturday in the win over Hawaii, who for a career pass 319 yards, completed 82% of his passes, going 14 to 17 also uh, best mark in his career, and his 89-yard touchdown pass was the longest pass and touchdown pass of his career. That went to John Mike Gillenborg in the first quarter as Wyoming blitzed Hawaii, uh, but a big one for Cowboy football coming up Saturday. In the meantime, Cowgirl basketball won their education game yesterday as they blew out Shatteron State College in front of a regular season record crowd of 7,550 fans. Well over 5,000 elementary-age students were in attendance. Cowgirls jumped out to a 23-5 lead after the first quarter and rolled 78-32. Marta Savage led the way with 16 points and 11 rebounds. The 16 points, a career high. It was their first career double-double, and it was a season-high 11 rebounds. They're back in action next Tuesday. Jasper College Thunderbirds hosting their Thanksgiving Classic, and that'll be coming up on Friday and Saturday as uh, the Casper College women will play North Idaho College Friday and Snow College on Saturday. The men will play North Idaho on Friday and McCook Community College on Saturday. LCCC men have their Thanksgiving Classic. Trinidad State Friday at 7, Lamar on Saturday at 3, and the LCCC women just play one game against Gillette College at home Friday at 5, and that's your sports this hour. One more hour, we're out of here, man. 
That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you, Dave. We'll do it next time. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Hey, you can call me about anything at any time because it's open phones. Triple eight ninety seven woods Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me and hope you enjoy this Thanksgiving as you heard from your weather forecast. It's a good idea if you got traveling locally to get it done today. Because as we get more and more closer to Thursday and into Thursday, well, although my sister pointed out kind of a neat idea that we're going to cook all of this really great food that we'll be able to last and eat off of that food for several days. In fact, the exact amount of time you're going to be stuck inside your house. So it all works out really nice. But today's the day to travel. We'll keep you up to date on weather forecasting. It's already on the Wake Up Wyoming site. And as it gets updated, we'll continue to update that as well. So, all right. I do have, now it is open phones right now, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Just talk about whatever you want to talk about. I do have, however, what is one of the traditions for Thanksgiving on this program. After the first break, which is about quarter after, I will play the WKRP in Cincinnati turkey drop bit. Now, I have split that into two parts. The first part of that bit is what happens at the grocery store during the turkey drop. The second part is when Les Nesman comes back to the radio station and he's asked to explain what happened next. So that is coming up in just a few minutes from now. I, if you were hoping for the neti pot story, and most people don't, I've already told that, which is another tradition on this program here. But okay, thanks to Rhiannon for danger. This is just stupid. For for the maskers out there, this is actually, Rhiannon, if you're still listening, I just realized this is a bit of a contradiction. For the maskers out there, the people who are still wearing face masks and sort of stuck doing it all the time, they can't get over wearing masks out in public because of the whole COVID thing got them scared. This is a custom-made mask, a very special mask. It's decorative. It's cloth, which means it's not only bad for your health, but useless. Yeah, you got to keep those cloth masks really, really clean. And they don't really stop any germs from getting through because the germs are much smaller than the mask. But it's still... A very attractive-looking mask you can buy, all sorts of different patterns and colors. And on that mask, so picture going your nose down the middle of your lips, just to the right side, there's a little flap that Velcros down that you can open up. And underneath the flap, it is just big enough that you can fit a straw to drink from. And it shows a, a really, a, well, very attractive young lady. But the expression on her face is, yeah, this is just stupid. 
That's actually the expression. She doesn't look like she's happy. Even I, It's hard to tell expression because the mask covers most of her face. But still, what I get from the eyes is, God, this is my modeling career. And so she has a can of soda with a straw that she's drinking through that little flap that Velcros down when she's not using it. Isn't that a great idea for an invention? And I'm looking at this thinking, no, it is not. First off. She's using a straw. And you know the whole movement, we've got to ban straws, based on that kid who said, Americans use 500 million straws a day, and most of them wind up in the ocean, which turned out to be not true at all. But still, for those people who are wearing masks, you're going to use a straw too? (gasps) I guess you don't care about turtles that get those things stuck up their noses. Next, she's drinking a can of soda. (gasps) tin cans (sighs) at least she's not drinking out of a plastic something that'd be even worse but hold on it's a soda you pop open a soda what comes bubbling up CO2 yeah CO2 and for people who don't know in most cases not in all cases but in most cases CO2 comes from factories and power plants. They capture it and they sell it to soda companies to put in their drinks. Yeah, that happens in many cases. Did you know that? And so here's this person who, if they're wearing a mask all the time, they're a masker, they tend to be, tend to be uh, more left-leaning, more actually even extremist left-leaning if they walk around wearing a mask all the time. If that's the case, then there's no way this person, through virtue signaling, can drink out of a straw, out of a tin can or plastic bottle, a carbonated beverage. There's just absolutely no way. By the way, this thing sells for $30. That's the sale price because, you know, Christmas shopping and all that. Normally, they sell it for $60. It's, It's half off. They normally sell these for $60. They call it a snoozy. <laughs> You're writing your own jokes. Three-layer washable face mask with sip-away drink opening. Then you just go ahead and pick your color, stuff like that. That's actually something that is for sale. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> I might, you know, I'm not going to spend that much money, but I I just want one just so I can have one to make fun of it. Uh, Next up, San Francisco mayor is reminding everyone to get their shoplifting done early. Yeah, it's a good idea. Before all of the stores have to close up after Black Friday and never reopen again. So if you're from San Francisco, our friend Dave in San Francisco, that's, that's to you. Get your shoplifting done early in San Francisco because after Black Friday... A lot of these stores aren't coming back. And and one more thing. I have invited several people to this. For those who like Christmas parties, we're getting into that time of year. The Walmart self-checkout employee Christmas party. I'll say that again because, yes, you heard me properly. The Walmart self-checkout employee Christmas party is happening soon. I have it on my personal social media. If any of you would like to uh, 
join me because I consider myself a Walmart employee now that I have to self-checkout. I never thought I would get a job working for Walmart, but if I have to self-checkout, doesn't that make me a Walmart employee? I'll let you think about that on your however you want to play this. I you you just figure it out for yourself. Anyway, a song about Thanksgiving. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So G-Man and Gillette, I, I, I dare you. <laughs> I just got done saying that because you have to check yourself out at Walmart, that makes you a Walmart employee. G-Man and Gillette, can you put that on a resume? If that's the case, I work for Walmart, Kroger, and Home Depot. Yeah, okay, see? You, <laughs> you go right ahead and put that on a resume. I want to know what happens. All right, now. Well, explain it to him during the job interview. I, I think it's perfectly legit. Most of those places are self-serve in every way. So, hey, for that matter, I work at a yogurt shop in town. On occasion, I stop by a yogurt shop that is completely self-serve. I go down to the end of the aisle there, and I grab a cup, and I fill the yogurt container up with what I want. Then I go over, and I put, if I want any toppings, on top of it. Then I go over, and I put it on a scale, and there's a young lady standing there watching me, smiling and chatting with me. She keeps the machines full to make sure everybody's being honest about it. Then after I place it on the scale, it tells me how much it is, which I put my own card in to pay for it. And at that point, it asked me, do I want to tip her? And my answer is no, because I'm doing all the work. As far as I'm concerned, I am the employee. So I've also, uh, I also work at a yogurt shop. Okay, G-Man, there you go. <clears throat> also, I'm a gas station attendant. <laughs> Since I do it all myself. What else are we doing for it? Okay. Uh, every year at this time, I got to play it. One of the greatest uh, television shows in television history was WKRP in Cincinnati. And at the time it came out, it perfectly showed what radio was like. I was in the business back in those days. And I can tell you, if you wanted to know what old radio was like way back when, that's what it was like. Every one of those personality types I worked with. Every one of them. So, yeah, back in my disc jockey days when I was working, I wanted to be a talk show host from the very beginning, but I had to start somewhere. I started as a disc jockey, doing what you saw Johnny Fever do, right? So, <clears throat> although I was not his personality type, but still, it's the same job. So they did this television episode called Turkeys Away, based loosely on a real event that actually happened somewhere in America. Now, I always play this on Thanksgiving. I split it into two parts. Part one is what happened at the grocery store. All right. 
right, fellow babies, and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP turkey giveaway. So take it away, Les Nessman. This is Les Nessman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP hey, turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. Hey, you got permission to be out here? What? You're blocking my store here, buddy. Don't you know who I am? Huh? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye Newshawk Award last year. <laughs> Good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep. <laughs> so far, so good, huh? I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is... The, the crowd is uh, curious, but well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And, oh yes, I can see it now. It's a, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, happy W K R P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen! What a sight! The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object, uh, perhaps a skydiver, plummeting to, to the earth from only two thousand feet in the air. <laughs> No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! Johnny, oh, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! They just went to the windshield of a parked car! running around pushing each other? Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Oh, people are running about. Uh, the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. Uh, I don't know how much longer the, the crowd is running for their lives. I think I'm going to step inside. I can't stay out here and watch this any longer. No, I can't go in there. Are you there? Les isn't there. <clears throat> Thanks for that on-the-spot report, Les. Uh, you just tuned in. The Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkeys. So then, Les Nesman comes back to the radio station, and they ask him, Les, after you got cut off, what happened? Les, are you okay? I don't know. A man and his two children tried to kill me. After the turkeys hit the pavement, the crowd kind of scattered, but some of them tried to attack me. I had to jam myself into a phone booth. Then Mr. Carlson had the helicopter land in the middle of the parking lot. I guess he thought he could save the day by turning the rest of the turkeys loose. Gets pretty strange after that. Oh, that right. Yeah, right. No, less. Come on now, tell us the rest. I really don't know how to describe it. 
was like the turkeys mounted a counterattack. It was almost as if they were organized. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. That has become one of the most famous lines in television slash radio history. And it always pops out about this time of year. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. And the answer is they kind of can, kind of. I've seen them flap their wings and get up into a low branch of a tree or something like that. You don't see them soaring over large areas. And now that, if you go look it up online, that whole episode was based loosely on a real event. And they decided to go. And what had happened was one of the uh, writers slash producers of the television show, they were trying to come up with a Thanksgiving episode. And he sat down with the writers, which he was one of, and said, let me tell you what happened at a radio station that I used to work at years ago. And he described the event. Well, that got the writers going. And so they took what had happened and fictionalized it, made it even worse, and then put that whole episode together, which is, again, about the most famous out of all the WKRP in Cincinnati episodes. That's got to be the most famous one. To the point that around Thanksgiving, people wear T-shirts about the WKRP event. It's uh, social media. You'll find references to it all over the place. Which is also why every single year at this time, I, I have to squeeze that in at usually about this time on the program. All right, we got local news coming away. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Last segment of open phones rolling your way. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Judy and Casper, remember that show? One of my favorites. Yeah, and like I said, Judy, WKRP nailed it. They really did, of that era of radio, they really nailed exactly what it was like to work at a radio station, including every type of personality. And it makes sense because the person who invented the show used to work at a radio station, so he was just writing about what he knew. All right, coming up on 630. Wake up, Wyoming. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, here we are Wednesday into today. It's kind of windy out there. In fact, let me check. There's an app. You should try this if you never tried. There's. You can also just get it as a website. You don't have to use this as an app. It's called Windy. And I have it both on my phone, but also as a website in front of me. And it just shows me what the wind is doing, among other things, weather radar, stuff like that. But it gives you a visual, not just the numbers. So breezy where I am. And see, if you're heading down I-25 from Midwest, which is, I know, off 25, I know, but from that area, below KC. All the way down to Cheyenne. Uh, there's, it's, it's kind of a crosswind for you there. 
And there's some more wind uh, off to the east of that toward Torrington, Lusk, and so on. Most of the state, Rollins, you got some pretty good wind. Most of the state, though, not doing bad right now. It's just been on the breezy side. But expect, though, the weather, it deteriorates as we get into Wednesday night and into Thursday. So if you've got to go somewhere, now's the time to do that, right? Okay. So finishing up what I always do on Thanksgiving, there's a way to please your vegan family members with a vegan turkey. On today's special holiday episode of Raw Vegan Cooking, I'll be showing you how to prepare a raw vegan holiday turkey so you can enjoy your holiday meal just like normal people while still being better than them. Our turkey prep involves assembling our turkey out of mouth-watering raw vegan ingredients. If nature didn't screw up by making turkeys out of turkey meat, it would have wisely made turkeys out of tofu. It's a hormone-disrupting delight that embodies the word plain in exquisite detail. So we'll pick up the slack and improve on Mother Nature's stupid ways by using tofu to incarnate our turkey into this world. For the neck, we'll use a carrot. They're always effective cervical substitutes. We'll use a tomato as a substitute for the turkey head, and we'll use the inside of the tomato as a substitute for the brain. For the beak, we'll use the ace up the plant kingdom's anti-inflammatory sleeve. Ginger. Sliced. Turkey legs are everyone's favorite, but because tofu doesn't have legs, we'll substitute in broccoli drumsticks. Wooden skewers make excellent hip socket substitutes. We'll use kale for wings, just like normal turkeys will have once they evolve out of the filthy animal kingdom into the plant kingdom. Hashtag vegan. And an assortment of rosemary and dill picked fresh from my garden will make excellent feathers. Now we have our turkey. Now, remember to plan ahead for your Thanksgiving food fight. Thanksgiving time. The family will be gathering. Admit it. You've been waiting for this all year long. This could be a nice meal. But Uncle Gary had to bring up politics. You told him not to, but he just doesn't know when to shut up. That little snot-nosed, know-it-all college student went all woke while away. Now she's back and just an annoying little jerk who won't quit lecturing everybody about things she knows nothing about. Then there's that kid who's sort of between being at the card table and being at the adult table. So they've moved him to the adult table. A bit of a promotion, but he doesn't look any happier to be there. Yet at the same time, he feels too old to be back at the card table with the other kids. He's at that stage in his life when he just hates everybody and everything. So he's not saying a word, but his looks say it all. You and everything else is just stupid. And somebody needs to teach that little brat a lesson. Grandpa is talking and not aware that nobody's listening to him. Well, he can't really hear anyone because he's stone deaf, and his hearing aid is squeaking feedback noise while he talks. Grandma is telling daughter-in-law about everything she did wrong with this meal and everything else in the house in the most condescending tone possible. Mom has had about enough of Grandma. It's obvious she's about to blow her top. Dad has just decided to ignore everyone. That's why he's smiling his blissful smile, and it's so annoying you've just got a mashed potato face him. Step one, strategically arranging your ammunition and weapons. While no one is looking, start lining every food item up. Oh, there's plenty that you can hide on a napkin in your lap. Turn your plate in such a way and arrange the food so you know who's going to get what in the face or chest with either your left or right hand as you fling it. If the bread rolls were made too hard, keep a few in your lap. They're perfect headshots. If they're on the soft side, then start stuffing them with mushy food. They make great exploding bombs. Keep as many of the items that are still in their dishes in the center of the table close to you so nobody else can reach them before you do. Step two. 
The food fight is about to begin. Align your allies. Sweetly smile at the person across from you so they don't suspect what's coming. See if you can make an ally out of them. But if you think you can't, then nod towards somebody else to see if you can get the guy across from you in league with you on going after them first. But that's your ploy. They will throw at Grandpa first thinking that you're going to do the same, but actually you're targeting them. Now that the food is flinging, keep both hands moving at all times. Blind your opponent with a splash from your ice water with your left hand while your right hand is reloading from the stuffing dish. Cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and stuffing are great when you want to just spray the room and if you're not particularly a good aim. The shotgun approach works perfectly well. Only toss drumsticks if you're good at knife or hatchet throwing. They're a good cross-the-room projectile. If you can't throw, then use it to boink the person next to you. Carved slices of ham and turkey can be flung like ninja throwing stars. Well-cut pieces are perfect little frisbees if you flick them correctly. Dark meat must be thrown overhand like a baseball because it's harder. Flicking food while using a spoon and good momentum and aim. For those big mega shots, make sure to grab the serving spoon and get both your arms into the full flicking motion. Use wine or cranberry sauce to stain the dress or shirt of the person that you want to remember the attack years later. Throwing fruitcake was outlawed by the Geneva Convention as too brutally hard of an object and possibly a biochemical hazard. Never throw dessert. That's for eating later to celebrate your victory or as comfort food for those in tears. Chet and Yoder have a good turkey day. Do vegans eat bigs or you mean bugs? Uh, do vegan eat bugs? I, I would think they're going to have a bug, Chris. I would think that if, unless they're hypocrites, and, and we know they are. Let's wake up Wyoming. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go. One more time to talk to David, who's way down there in Laramie. David, uh, we've officially reached that time of year when you walk into any place where you might want to go shopping, and it's nothing but Christmas music on the speakers overhead. That's okay by me. It is <clears throat> okay. What What about your radio stations being taken over by? Oh uh, well, that yeah. doesn't happen here, so I don't okay, know. Okay, you don't know about that. Okay, God, okay. <laughs> See, but that's okay. I yeah, I I I actually don't mind it. I yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm more of a traditionalist. I like some of the old classic ones right. versus some of the newfangled versions. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll hear okay. a decent one. But I I, I to me, it, it kind of one. I don't think it. I think it needs to start about Thanksgiving time. Sure. If it goes a little earlier, that's that's when I start scratching my head and going, really? Like, okay. like before Halloween? Here's or something? What, what ruined me. So back in my early years of radio, that's back when we had to do everything manually. Yep, I remember those computers. days. Okay. And so I started as a DJ. I was working toward doing this, but I had to start somewhere. I started as a DJ. And since I was young and broke, I would take, as the holidays came along, every single shift that was available. So not only would I get a holiday pay, but I would get overtime. Yeah. That was my money-making time of year. Yeah. But that meant I would sometimes pull triple shifts, you know, on the holiday itself, just yeah. because of the good money that was there. And I had yeah. to play every damn one of those Christmas songs over and over <laughs> and over again. You see my pain here. You're understanding yeah, my pain I, now. I, I get where you're coming yeah. from now. I I was I, I got in the same way when I was working part-time. I, I had to work over the holidays. I didn't get those off. Uh, I think my wife and I, our first uh, 
Thanksgiving today, Thanksgiving together was kind of partial because I worked like in the morning. Yeah. And then I came home. We had like a late afternoon, early evening dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to work after that. So, yeah. yeah. I took a couple of shifts out on that first Thanksgiving. I can honestly say that it just because I did that for several years in a row, not just one year. Because again, right. young and you, you were there. You need, we needed the money. And after a while, now when Christmas music comes on, I, to this day, I hate to be the Grinch, but I'm the guy walking down the aisle going, God, make it soft. And with you, I, I'm with you on this one. When it starts before Thanksgiving, I'm fine with them starting it Thanksgiving after that. Yeah. I got you. I got you. All right. Let's first of all talk about some basketball. The Wyoming Cowgirls rolled past Shadron State on Education Day on Tuesday at the Arena Auditorium in front of a regular season record crowd of 7,550 fans, most of which were elementary age students. There was well over 5,000 of them, maybe even closer to 6,000 of them. Uh, I believe there was somewhere upwards of 40 plus elementary schools represented at the game yesterday at the AA in Laramie. Wyoming blows out Shadron State 78 to 32. They jumped out to a 23 to 5 lead after the first quarter, scored the first eight points of the game. And uh, uh, Wyoming Cowgirl Allison Furtick had all those inside the paint on basically layups. And Wyoming rolled. They shot 52.5% from the field. Uh, they only had to make five three pointers. That's because they scored 54 points in the paint. That was the most since a game back in January of 2015. They out rebounded the Eagles 44 to 23. And they scored 16 points on 13 offensive rebounds. Marta Savage led the way with a career-high 16 points and recorded her first double-double as she grabbed a season-best 11 rebounds. Furtick had 14 points and 6 rebounds. Tess Barnes and Melina Peterson chipped in 9 points apiece. And Wyoming got all kinds of contributions. They scored 41 points off the bench. So the Cowgirls now 3-2 and two in the season. They return to action next Tuesday, November 28th against former conference rival BYU 630 at the Arena Auditorium. The Wyoming Cowboy basketball team has a big challenge in front of them. They go to 15th-ranked Texas on Sunday. Pokes coming off a 2-1 and effort at the Myrtle Beach Invitational last weekend, and they are 4-1 and on the season, but this will be a, the biggest test they've had so far this season for Jeff Linder's new squad, and that game is at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. You can listen to it on K2 and Casper, KCGY, and Laramie. The Cowboy football team with a big road test as they try and win their first road game of the season. They're at Nevada on Saturday night, 7 p.m. kickoff. Folks come in 7-4 and four overall, 4-3 four and three in the Mount West. Nevada has struggled this year, 2-9 and nine overall, 2-5 and five in the Mount West. And that game will be on K2 and Casper and KOWB and Laramie cover starting at 5.30 on Saturday. The Cowboys looking for their first road win of the season, but coming off that big confidence-boosting 42-9 win over Hawaii, Can the Cowboys get that big eighth win to wrap up the regular season and improve their bowl opportunity? We'll have to wait and see. And finally, three former Wyoming Cowgirls were named to the Mount West Volleyball All uh, 25th Season Anniversary Squad. This came out yesterday by the uh, conference office. And for the uh, Cowgirls, represented by three standouts in the program, Aaron Kirby, Jackie McBride, and Jody Purdy. And uh, Kirby was one of nine student-athletes in league history named All-Mount West four times in her career. And so congratulations to those three former Cowgirls. Glenn, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, and uh, We'll uh, talk to you down the road. But everyone, travel safe if you are. We'll folks. travel very safe, especially you on the way back. Okay, so all the UW has to do is prove they can handle a road game, huh? Yeah, they are 0-4 okay. on the road this year. Can they All finally right. break through? This is it. All right. Thank you for filling in, Dave. Appreciate it. Have a great day. So uh, the rest of you out there, so you know, 
Today's a good day to travel. Thursday is really sketchy. Keep an eye on that weather forecast and the road forecast. Have yourself a great Thanksgiving. Let's wake up, my own.